0: Helen Evans and you're watching We're On Our Way over this next three-part series. I'm going to be travelling to Liverpool and to Glasgow to catch up with some of our senior women's team. But where else could we start except Belfast? So you're obviously such a close net group of girls. Have you all mm-hmm. got a WhatsApp group? Yeah. Who's the joker in the WhatsApp group? 100% Dammy. You can <laughs> never take her serious. <laughs> and it's a quite an
1: active group. Are you all um, well, no. It's kind of your selected few yeah. that like to have a laugh, yeah. um, aka do Demi. You, do you mute
0: the group or is it always going?
1: Oh, to be fair, my phone's always on Do Not Disturb so they don't get a reply <laughs> out of me.
0: Lauren, you're from Coleraine. Who did you grow up with? Who was in the family home? Um, so I have one brother, one brother. Um, and then my mum. And the day football, into football? Uh, my
2: brother would be um, very interested in football. He sports Man United and Korean and that's kind of, I think, how I got um, into football yeah. from such a young age. I think kind of where ever my brother wanted to go, so I wanted older. to go with him. He was older. So he had to take you everywhere with him? Yeah, which probably um, <laughs> that's what <happened> me. <laughs> he didn't like as, as an older brother, or well, your wee sister has to come with you, but it was just football and that's all I wanted to do. Did you play any other sports though? no well i did the greatest class yeah. <laughs> in school um i actually done like i suppose athletics because yeah. um, you see me as quite fast so i did 100 meters 200 what, meters things like what's that your PB? Huh? Do you remember uh, your No, baby? definitely not. that's a long time ago.
0: <laughs> we should talk that's, about Connect 4 though. Yeah, no, I don't even know if we should. You are a Connect 4 champion of Primary 5. That's right. Was this a school competition? Yeah, it was.
2: Um, you, it was always like a thing when you got to P5 to Connect 4. And connect- yeah. What I primary school did you go to? Um, Irish Society. Right, I wonder if they have that up on the wall. <laughs>
0: Hope so. Forget the caps. <laughs> connect, no, four, yeah, connect, connect four. Connect four, four champion. Campaign. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Chloe, what team did you support growing up? I supported Liverpool. Um, I
1: was a big fan of Rangers as well. That's probably my main team that I would support. And where did that influence come from? Liverpool from my dad and Rangers from my mum. Oh, yeah.
0: Nice little mixture there. Yeah. <laughs> and do you still watch a lot of football in your spare time? Yeah. Um, Practically any game that's
1: on, I'll be there to watch it. Have the updates on my phone. Don't really like to miss either scores.
0: So you're the type that'll watch any game yeah. on TV. Yeah. What about other sports? Will you watch other sports?
1: No, no, no. Football's not a the only fan. one for you. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like you've had a couple of spells living out of Northern Ireland that, as you've got older, you've appreciated being at home more?
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I've been away roughly, probably six years, just spread out, yeah. and home's home. Yeah. Um, you, you don't really, as you say, appreciate it until you go away and then come back and since I've come back I've, I've really loved being home
0: Yeah. and I know that your family business is, some people <laughs> might find it quite an unusual one uh, but it's a funeral directors and yep. that's where you, have you been working there yes, for the last few years?
2: Um, for the last year um, I started working there and you know it's, it's something that I kinda take um, great pride in yeah. you know you're, you're helping people in, in their time of need and my brother and I are the seventh generation, so it's been going for for a long time, but it's something that, I know it's quite bizarrely to say, but that I enjoy doing, and I think just from growing up from a young age that it becomes, you know, that kind of second nature, so, yeah.
0: Chloe, what kind of role models did you have growing up?
1: Off the top of my head would be Ashley Hutton. I remember watching her when I was a little kid in the stands, um, and now I'm playing alongside her. Did you go to Northern Ireland games when I you did. were younger? I did, yeah, when I was younger, about around 14 and stuff, you know. I was obviously playing on the ridge, but I was always looked up to them and always hope one day i get to be on the same
0: pitch. How amazing, though, that you girls will be role models for so many little children in Northern Ireland, <laughs> girls and boys alike. Mm-hmm. How proud are you of that?
1: Yeah, very proud. Um, I never thought that the women's game would be where it is now, um, especially three years ago. We would never have thought this is where we would be. Um, but it's amazing, you know, there's so many young girls that come there and match and maybe someday they could be on the pitch with the likes of myself when I'm older.
0: Well, I have mentioned Connect Four. Um, I just want to ask about the girls. Do you all play board games together? Is there any sort of activities you do together when you know, you're in a hotel for long periods of time? I suppose a lot of us drink coffee,
2: so we like to have our coffee, coffee time. Coffee breaks? Um, but we actually do have a pool table when we're on the home camp, so that's something that we always look forward um, to doing. A lot of us are very competitive, myself being included, so um, (laughs) my brother's involved um, with pool. That's what he started to do after he played football, and... Um, I suppose it kind of carried on from him as well we've done it I suppose in our spare time but um, he played um, in the Korean Leagues and then obviously for Northern Ireland as well so um, I like to kind of take after him and when we're on camp it's really competitive. And
0: and are you champion on camp?
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you do play a little bit of table tennis too? Yes, There's no we do. On that. Um, I'm going to say Jolie Andrews definitely, right. she's like a wee whippet.
0: Yeah. You and Lauren actually went to the same primary school. Yeah. There must have been something good in the water up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, there
0: must. Um <laughs> produced all these footballers. We only
1: found out that a month ago that we went to the same school, which I mean, I don't know how we let that <laughs> <No>. slip. <laughs> but yeah, we we went to Darr Society in Quarium.
0: Did you always want to be a footballer? Did you think that was a realistic expectation for you as a child?
1: Yeah, you know, I went to school with my football shoes on every day. From the moment I opened my eyes, I was always out in the street playing. I think that's probably where I got the most of my ability, was on the streets and like playing with the boys.
0: Lauren, I know Kenny comes up with some nicknames for some of the players. Run us through some of those and then tell us about yours. Rebecca McKenna, she got
2: Reba. Um, Danielle Maxwell gets Maxie. Um, There's already a few, you know, obviously there, like Nadine Caldwell gets Dino. Rachel Furness is obviously Fernie, but um, myself, I get called waiter. And that was purely
0: from Kenny? That He was, came up with that, yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, so um, going back, uh, when my granddad was chairman of Corian, um, Kenny was actually the manager, so um, he called my grandfather waiter. And then I think that just stuck. So the very first camp that I was in with Kenny, um, he said, um, I'm going to call you waiter. And I and he said, do you know why? And I was like, nope. And he says that's why I used to call your <laughs> your granda.
0: You've obviously played football all around the world. You played Champions League football. You have played international football for a long time. How much do you think that's going to benefit you going into a tournament like this?
2: No, very much so. Um, I've played, you know, in the Champions League with Green and Glasgow City, and then obviously been around the international setup. And you know, that's you want to be playing on the biggest stage because that's that's where your preparation comes in. Because once we come to the Euros. You know, in the summer, it's it's the biggest stage to play in and, and we want to be as prepared as possible.
0: There has been a training camp going on and you're now basically full-time professionals right up until the Euros. How much will that help all of the girls who have not maybe had that experience that you have playing across the water?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's been really beneficial so far. Um, I think actually we'd spoke about it maybe the first after the first four weeks, you know, and how people's bodies were adapting, you know, that hadn't obviously maybe played, you know, the full time football and how people were adapting to, you know, the everyday, I suppose, the nutrition, even the gym, on the pitch, off the pitch, everybody was starting to, I suppose, realise what it was like to train full time and maybe didn't realise everyone, you know, is starting to, I suppose, know what way each player clicks and and not just on the pitch, off the pitch as, you know, as a player and as a person and, and we're all so very close.
0: What do you think Kenny has changed within the group in terms of football? I know people talk about the footballing style mm-hmm. has changed dramatically. but From your perspective, what way do you see it?
1: I think he's changed everything, to be honest. Um, before, we never had the belief we could play out from the back, for instance. And he, like he made us continually do it. The first game of the campaign, it was against Norway, and we'd never really done that before, um, playing out from the back. And he told us, no matter how many mistakes that you make, keep doing it, keep making the mistakes, and we'll learn from it.
0: Do you think it's a case of you always knew you had the ability
1: but mm-hmm. you didn't
0: have the belief from the people around you to think we mm-hmm. can do this?
1: Yeah, you know, when I was younger in the senior setup, um it was never really about qualifying. It was there was never any word of, you know, we need so many points and we can get through. It was just, you know, we've got matches. Um and then when Kenny came in, it was just like right we need to get points points on this table and we gradually built that. Um, I think we were fourth seed and we came out second, um, got the playoff and now we're at the
0: tournament. There's mm-hmm. going to be girls there on the biggest platform in world football and that's mm-hmm. an op- that provides so many opportunities for some of the girls.
1: Absolutely, you know, there's 16 teams in the tournament so there's going to be many eyes on it Um there's only so many players to watch. So I think, especially for the younger ones, it's a great platform for them to be seen, to, as you said, to be a pit in the shop window and you know hopefully they can get a move across the water because they're good enough Mm -hmm. and they're just maybe not seen as much or you know estimated to be good enough.
0: It's just amazing to see young girls with the names of girls in your team on Mm -hmm. the back of their shirts and you probably wouldn't have seen that you know even just as little as three four years ago.
1: Yeah it's crazy I think well a big moment is now we have our own top so it kind of gives us a wee bit more of our own identity um, and hopefully we can get more people who have in it and coming into the Euros
2: wearing it.
0: How much of your family and friends are going to be going over there?
2: Oh yeah, they're, you know, probably all of Korean will <laughs> be going, um, but yeah, my family and, and friends, they're, you know, they're all looking forward to it and, and they're all proud. Mm-hmm.
0: It's quite a hard question to answer, but how do you think you're going to feel during the build-up and... Making the first steps out on the pitch.
2: A lot of the girls, we've, we're still talking about it. How it hasn't even, you know, it's sunk in yet, yet that yeah. we're actually um, going to the Euros. But I think that'll, you know, happen when we get there. But you know, I think every day, you know, we we talk about it because um, it's something that, you know, again, it's it's never happened before, and
0: and we're all just so excited. Which game in particular are you looking forward to?
2: The England
1: match. You know, we've played them twice um, in this. World Cup campaign but I feel like we will have closed the gap by the time we play them in the Euros you know we know where they are and we're very much aware of where we are but I think in time we will get there and you know there's only 11 people on the pitch at once and so have we so there's no reason why we can't match them. Mm
0: -hmm. How much pride do you look at those girls teams that are being you know set up all around the country now and think you know, what I'm doing on this international stage is part of that. Those girls are coming out and wanting to join teams. It must be make make you all feel so proud.
2: Yeah, no, definitely we are. We're all very proud that we are now, you know, I suppose paving that pathway yeah. um for for the younger generations coming up. And, you know, I I still look back or reflect on, you know, if I had what you know there is, you know, yeah. now growing up that you know, we'd probably take your right arm for it. Um, so, what the opportunities that are are there for you know young girls growing up now is is phenomenal. And as you say, that I suppose the success that has come off the back of you know qualifying for the Euros is only going to to make that even bigger. Yeah. And
0: then you're playing at a packed Windsor Park. Do you ever take in just how much that's changed in the last few years?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely crazy what's what's happened within yeah the last two years even when we you know sold out Seaview um three and a half maybe four thousand there and and that was massive to then come to play at Windsor when it was four and a half thousand and you know that first time stepping out onto the pitch with those fans was was unbelievable but then when you know we upped it even more and uh, I packed out Windsor was just something that that I'll never forget walking out and in front of all those people and um, the atmosphere, it was, it was brilliant.
1: Um, when we were at Wembley, I think that was the first you know, preview we got of that, but for how many people was there, there was over 30,000. What we heard was actually the small corner up in the top right of the stadium. Which was, they were the loudest? Yeah, when we were singing our national anthem, I tapped Fernie, he was beside me. I said, like, can you hear that? Like They were so much louder than the England fans, which there's going to be a lot more. Um, supporters at the Euros which is even better for us because when we hear them that's when we're like right come on we can keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. What songs are you lis- looking forward to listening to from the Green White Army? Fernies on fire, <laughs> if it makes her score that's what I want to
2: hear. There's no better probably story of you know what we've yeah. done and, and, and come up through as, as underdogs so I think they'll see a lot of I suppose fight um, and
0: passion mm-hmm. and you know that's, that's who Northern Ireland are. Thank you for watching the first episode of We're On Our Way. Next up, I'm going to travel to Scotland to meet Demi Vance and Megan Bell, so we'll see you there.